<laughs> oh, look who's home. Long time no see. You haven't changed a bit. Come on in. Welcome back. With genuine BMW expertise, parts, and a convenient range of options to suit you, when it comes to caring for your BMW, there's no place like home. Book your BMW service online 24-7. T's and C's apply. Subject to availability, participating retailers only. Now, let's take a look at you. Quick, come on! They just came on now. Let's try to get closer to the stage. Sorry. Excuse me. You want to go on my shoulders? Yeah, that'd be unreal. Thanks. Wow. Three celebrates connections made by music this summer. Find out more at 3.ae forward slash music. Contains strong language, strong opinions, and strong beers. It is not meant for children or for those who think they are children. You know who you are. Welcome to episode 25 of Dumb All Over, recording from the home of the stupid groundhog on Groundhog's Day, Pennsylvania. This is a progressive podcast of brash opinions on politics, religion, and pop culture. We're always under the influence of craft beer. On today's episode, we will discuss the G20 Summit, Don Jr.'s mishaps, we will then answer your questions on Twitter, and we will then interview a Texas congressional candidate. Uh, then, of course, we'll have to check in with our old friend, Gordon Klingenschmidt. Ah, yes. Because why not? Yeah, exactly. Why not? As always, I am Tom, and I am joined by my co-host, Austin. What's up, Tom? Hi, Austin. How are you? Are you ready for this? Yeah, why not? All right. I'm ready for beer, so let's do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, our first beer of the day is from a company that Austin has never had, and I, that automatically means I have- Are you sure they exist? <laughs> this company i don't know that i've never had i don't know probably i don't think a company I, exists I, that i've never i had. feel like they do because i'm holding their bottle all right okay uh it sounds like a euphemism <laughs> holding <their laughs> i'm holding their bottle good man um <laughs> it is from nimble hill brewing company okay uh, this is called midnight fuggle um, <laughs> it's a robust porter quickly this is the big brother to our fuggle Full of roasted and chocolate malts. The deep flavors are coffee, dark chocolate, toffee, and caramel. All right, so I'm going to say this. I mean, maybe this might lead to uh, us having to try the other one. Okay. What's a fuggle? Yeah. I don't know. I'm curious. Um, well, I mean, if this one's good, we have to, because this is, what did they say? It's the little, the, what is the little sibling or little brother? What did it say about It's the big brother to our fuggle. Okay. So if this is good, we'll have to try the regular fuggle. Oh, and it's from Pennsylvania. Oh, it's is it? from uh, Tucknahannock. Tucknahannock. Is that how you say that? I, sh- I feel like I should know that. Is it Tootin Common? <laughs> uh, normally, That's I'm pretty. Common. I'm pretty good with uh, Pennsylvania names. Not this one. Maybe Tucknahannock. Tucknahannock. Tucknahannock, Pennsylvania. It's probably one of those cities covered covered on WBR. Yeah, probably because they always have those hard to pronounce cities. Yeah. All right, and now okay. with the local jokes over. Yes. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, there's cheers. Uh, cheers and drink. Ooh. Ooh, wow. Ooh. 
that's wow, that is really good. That's that's really wow, unexpected. It has been a long time since I had a porter that was yeah. this good. Yeah, that's an unexpected fuggle. Mm. Ah, wow! I really this thing could fuggle me all night if it wants to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't either. I don't either. All right, oh, so boy. that was fun, and now you're gonna ruin it, aren't you? Um, nah, that's it. We'll uh, just end the show right there. <laughs> of course I'm going to ruin it. Oh, fuck do you, know, you, Tom. Do you know why I'm going to ruin it? Why? Because Trump went to the G20 summit. Oh, no, this must be on this week's Trump report. <laughs> dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> Special imbecile unit. <laughs> yes. Yeah, in a way. Yeah, that's good. I like that. <laughs> um, okay. So, yeah. Our our, our president, our Fuhrer. Yeah. yeah. Hashtag our president. <laughs> he went to uh, the G20 summit. I don't actually don't even remember where it was. Do you remember where it was this year? The G20 summit? Yeah, where was it? No idea. Me neither. <laughs> How come I don't know this? How come don't we know. don't know this? I don't know. Um, it doesn't matter because... Yeah. Well, a, a few a few big things happened. Go ahead, Tom. Uh, well, the one I want to start off with is um, <laughs> he pretty much publicly gave Putin a hand job. That wouldn't be the first time. No, but it was the first time. First he, time publicly. It was, yeah, publicly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was the first time Putin was there. Before yeah. it was more of a metaphorical hand job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, did you see? Did you see the actual um, the meeting between the two? No. You didn't. I, I saw a couple uh, clips of it. It's been a pretty busy week, so I'm not on top of this as much as I should have been. But um, uh, just for a little break um, before we get into the big story, like the meat of the story, the G20 summit was in Hamburg, Germany. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, because that makes sense. Angela Merkel was there rolling her eyes at everybody. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But I do remember uh, Trump made a uh, a remark about her and how gracious she was. Like, you guys and- make the greatest hamburgers. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's something I could see him actually saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but the actual um, meeting between Trump and Putin, it was not a meeting of like two was, two leaders. It who, wasn't a meeting of the minds. <laughs> well, that that's for sure. I don't know. I don't know how dumb Putin is. I think Putin. No, I don't think he's dumb. I don't think so either. No, I think Donald is. Oh, well, duh. Yeah, yeah. But it, it was like the meeting of master and and uh, puppet. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, right. It was. And, and I gotta tell you, <laughs> Geppetto made Donnie a real boy. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And I, I do believe that uh, Donald had some wood as well, because <laughs> only when he lies, <laughs> <laughs> which is all the time. <laughs> because he was pretty excited to see Putin, yeah. and that was what was weird about this. Tri- this whole maybe that's why he lies so much. Why? Because he thinks that since they call an erection wood. If he lies, it'll grow because he has ah, such a tiny penis. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's why he lies, Austin. No? Okay. <laughs> it's a good idea. It's just one theory. Okay. It's a bad one, though. Let's, let's be. Let's be <laughs> I don't get any credit for my theories. <laughs> it's a really bad one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so when they sat down and they started talking, they had their handshake. They looked like an obvious. It's obvious. Didn't now. they have like a two hour closed yeah. door meeting? Right afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Where they discussed a peace treaty on Usually Syria. Usually you have to pay extra for that. <laughs> <laughs> but Austin, they looked like they were friends. Yeah. They looked like they were just. They looked like they were more than friends. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's what I mean. I yeah. think he publicly gave Putin a handjob yeah. there. 
but um, it, the handshake was formal. They had they smiled. They, they talked to each other as if they had been friends for years. Which, by the way, I think breaking Putin, news. Oh yeah, they right. might already be friends. Yeah, I know. <laughs> wow, who? But I thought? think Putin asked Trump if the people in the room were the members of the press that were giving him trouble. Oh, really? And Trump said, "Yeah." Oh my god! And it's like, could you imagine? Mm-hmm. And well, then he goes over there and gives like a stump speech that was anti-Obama. After all those years, remember they they um, bashed uh, Al Gore and Jimmy Carter and Obama for supposedly talking bad about the U.S. Right. overseas, mm-hmm. like that was some new rule. Yeah, yeah. And now all of a sudden, all the people who are complaining about that very silent. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, of course. And see, the funny thing is, like, it does not bother me that people would criticize the U.S. when they're overseas. Like, I don't give a shit about that at no, all. No, me neither. But it's their hypocrisy that drives me nuts. Oh, yeah. Because they went on and on about it when what um, Gore and Carter and Obama said was nowhere near the direct criticism that Trump gave no, Obama. No. But and, I- <laughs> and, and yet all the conservatives were up and it's just like like during Obama's first term, the big controversy on the right was that he used Dijon mustard. <laughs> <laughs> but I wish, I wish that was the biggest controversy I know, that came Dijon out of this mustard, one. mustard, treason. Yeah. I <laughs> mean, they're pretty on the same wavelength, I think. Well, well, Dijon treason is like spicy treason. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, it kind of is. Um, we do the best treason. <laughs> oh, my God. And then uh, I have to finish off with this. Um, this was a tweet from, well, it was a statement from uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Uh, she said in the statement that uh, Trump and Putin did discuss sanctions specific to election meddling. Yeah. And then Donald Trump's tweet, which was right before this, said sanctions were not discussed in my meetings with President Putin. What? Nothing will be done until the Ukrainian and Syrian problems are solved. <laughs> so, so the. <laughs> Deputy press secretary says that <laughs> sanctions were discussed, mm-hmm. and the president said no, they were not. Right, and you know what the crazier part is? No, I don't know who to believe. Me neither. <laughs> I'm not no, sure. Normally, you just say, "Oh, the press secretary made a mistake." Right, but I don't but, know. Yeah, I don't know. That's deliberately the exact opposite. Well, maybe not deliberately, but it's the exact opposite of what the president and, stated. And it's um, it shows why that job is impossible. Being Trump's press secretary, I know. Yeah, it's you don't. Impossible. You don't know what's going to come out of this yeah. guy's mouth, or that's why Sean Spicer went and hid in a hole, wherever he is. <laughs> yeah, what happened to him? I don't even know. Where we he miss is. you, Spicy. Come back. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't miss. Yeah, him. you much prefer Sarah Huckabee Sanders with her one wandering eye. <laughs> <laughs> it's looking for the truth. That's why. <laughs> that's a truth-seeking eye. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't Can't find it. Though. I'd prefer. I'd prefer none of them. No, obviously not. Yeah. Obviously not. I mean, that's ridiculous. All right. So let's move on to another big story that involves the Trump family. Um, Uh-oh. Lil, Lil Donnie. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lil Donnie. Donnie. Donnie Trump Jr. Mm-hmm. Is said to have apparently um, tried to work with one of his daddy's Russian business partners to get some dirt on Hillary Clinton during the campaign. I guess uh, the app really doesn't fall far no. from the fucking mansion. So here, here's according to this article that says it's entire. It's from the New York Times. Fake news. Okay, I knew that was coming. It's fake news, so you can't change the article. I don't want this article. All right, well, it's from the 
New York Times. <laughs> I couldn't come up. I was going to try to come up with a funny name, and I just couldn't think of yeah, one. No, it's fake news times. Yeah. That's what the it last is. time I did it sounded kind of anti-Semitic, so I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> no, <laughs> please not. So the the title of the article is uh, "Russian Dirt on Clinton." I love it. Donald Trump Jr. said. Oh God. So uh, on June third, twenty sixteen. Ooh, uh, that that was last year. Yeah, an email sent to Donald Trump Jr. Could hardly have been more explicit. This is the first paragraph in this uh, article. Okay, okay. One of his father's former Russian business partners had been contacted by a senior Russian government official and was offering to provide the Trump campaign with dirt on Hillary Clinton. The documents, quote, would incriminate Hillary and her dealings with Russia and would be very useful to your father, unquote, read the email. Oh, my God. Yeah, written by a trusted intermediary who added, this is obviously very high-level and sensitive information, but as part of Russia and his government support for Mr. Trump. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the article goes on, if the future president's eldest son was surprised or disturbed by the uh, provenience of the promised material... Or the notion that it was part of a continuing effort by the Russian government to aid his father's campaign, he gave no indication. He replied within minutes, if it's what you say I love, or uh, yeah, if it's what you say, I love it, especially later in the summer. Yeah. Four days later, after a flurry of emails, the intermediate wrote back proposing a meeting in New York on Thursday with a Russian government attorney. What? Donald Trump Jr. agreed, adding that he would most likely bring along Paul Manafort and my brother-in-law, Jared Kushner. Oh, my God. Yeah, OG Kush. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Now one of the president's closest White House advisors. On June 9th, the Russian lawyer was sitting in the younger Mr. Trump's office on the 25th floor of Trump Tower, just one level below the office of the future president. Over the last several days, New York Times have disclosed the existence of the meeting, whom it involved, and what it was about. The story has unfolded as the Times have been able to confirm the details of the meeting. Yeah, so that's that's big fucking news. (laughs) Yeah, this is almost like you can't even imagine that this story could like actually be happening right now. I know, like Like, even the greatest somebody submitted it to me, yeah, as a first draft, yeah, a screenplay. I'd be like, this is a little hacky. Right? Like it's the like, Russians? Like, what is this, the yeah, 80s? Like tone it down <laughs> yeah. a little bit. This is a little ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Austin, that is incredible. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. And and I don't even think uh, little Donnie realizes it was a crime, what he did. I guess. How do you not realize that's a crime? Well, he's an idiot. Well, there's that. <laughs> like his father. There's yeah. that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot bigger than I actually thought it was. Mm. Um, hey, good job, Donnie. <laughs> yeah. Both Donnie's. Yeah. This family is fucking corrupt as shit. I know. Yeah. It's amazing to think that even this the ones is that aren't blood related, like OG Kush. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for being so fucking quiet and so out of the public eye, he sure has a lot of baggage. It's the quiet ones they have to worry. I about. guess so. And that's what I was told all growing up. Yeah. Yeah, because I was the quiet one. You were the quiet <laughs> one. <laughs> now I just think it might have been racism. <laughs> I'm not so sure. <laughs> <laughs> The quiet ones. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, those are pretty much the two big topics. That second one. Yeah, the, that's huge. The Don, yeah, Don we're going to have to keep an eye on that. Yeah, that's yeah. that's probably going to unfold as this episode gets released. I bet you as this week goes on, we're going to start hearing a lot more I watch about them, like that. end up in jail or something. Like, oh, we missed another scoop. 
<laughs> no, then you have to do a, a single yeah, shot. Know, yeah, You would have to do one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's big shit. Wow. Yeah. This is uh, very interesting. Yep. Um, well, I think that does it for the Trump yeah, report for this week yeah. because uh, we want to save some time for our special guest coming in a little bit. Yep. Um, so when we come back, we will answer your questions on Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. All right. Be See back you. soon. Do you support progressive ideas? Do you want to wear clothes that reflect your progressive values and not a corporate logo? Then buy from You Resist. You Resist is an organization dedicated to promoting progressive initiatives with non-corporate logos. We create and sell clothing with progressive graphics. Visit You Resist at youresist.org or at facebook.com slash u.resist. Wear your resistance. All right. Welcome back. It is a new segment, but also new beer time. It is new beer time. Yes. And um, to get ready for our upcoming interview with the uh, Texas congressional candidate, uh, we have a Texas beer. (gasps) Yes. I think. I think it's a Texas beer. I know. Yes. Yes, it is. I checked it before. Oh, awesome. It is from Shiner, Texas. Well, that makes sense. And it's called Shiner Bach. Yeah. Um, I believe Shiner is the brewery. Yes, but yeah. I get, it also says it's from Shiner, Texas. So the brewery is named after the town. That's cool. Yes, so. Pretty yeah. cool. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, Austin, can you explain what this beer is? Because I, I can't. A Bach? Yeah. It's a German style of beer. It's a darker... To me, it has characteristics of a lager with a little bit of a porter in there. Okay. A little bit darker than a regular lager, but... Okay. Let's... Right, uh, so. salute. Cheers. Salute. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's this it's, one's... Um, it's okay. Yeah. It's got... It doesn't have a lot of flavor. It's beer. Yeah. It's like it's better tasting than um like a lot of lagers. Yeah, yeah. But it's underwhelming. It could be, I don't know how old it is. Yeah. Depends on like if it's if it was bottled a long time ago. Yeah, it's very mild. That's yeah. a that's a good uh, It's very muted is yeah. what I'd say. Yeah. Uh but not bad, I guess. No. You know. Yeah, and I've had this on tap before and it was actually a lot better, so uh if people can find it on tap, try it and see what you think. Yeah. Okay. There you go. All right. So that's, go. yeah. Yeah. Hey, Austin. Uh, and then if you find it on tap for a good price, <laughs> I know I'm just stalling because I don't want him to say it. I don't want him to Austin, say it. Austin, you know what time it is? Say it again. God damn it. Don't say it. Okay. Uh, I won't say finally, it. Finally. Finally. Just kidding. It's Twitter time. Oh, son of a bitch. Every week, every fucking week. Every week until we stop doing this. Mm. Hmm. Just want to put uh, out there to the uh, listenership, um, currently looking for a new co-host. <laughs> <laughs> Preferably uh, one who will do some work. <laughs> yeah, well, good luck finding somebody who will get as many congressional candidates as I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Oh, and by the way, we have another one coming next week. Yeah. And another one the next week. <laughs> so suck it, new co-host. <laughs> suck it, a hypothetical person who doesn't exist. Exactly. Because they can't exist. No. Oh, my God. I can barely handle the two of us. Could you imagine? <laughs> you would have to find somebody just like me, though. Probably. Which is also yeah. very hard to do. Okay. Enough of this jibber-jabber. We have a poll from last week, also oh, yeah. known as the poll of the week. Mm. What was it this week? This week's poll. 
brought to you by Dumb All Over Pod, mm. was what is Pretty the, much everything here is brought to you by Dumb All Over Pod. Pretty much. Yeah. What is the worst part of Trump's tweets? Um, we talked a lot about his tweets last week. That he's a person, that they exist, and that they go out into the public. Those are the worst parts. Okay. <laughs> That's not a choice. No. The choices were- You tell I don't make the polls. <laughs> they are embarrassing. Yeah, they are embarrassing. They are classless. Oh, I thought you meant the choices were embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> the tweets are embarrassing. Okay, I get it now. No, I was just confused for a second there. They're right. classless. Okay. Embarrassing, they're classless. Got it. Dangerous. Dangerous. Or nothing. They're fine. Oh, they're fine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what do you think won? This might actually get you. I don't know if, unless you checked it. No, I didn't. Ch- I mean, I haven't been on Twitter in feel like in a month. Um, and I know that's not actually true, but it feels that way. Yeah, yeah. But like being away from Twitter for a couple of days can feel like a year. Yeah, like you get back on and people are talking about stuff. So like I know. Never, I know. What are you talking yep. about? Yep. Yeah. Twitter doesn't um, wait for you. I think they're dangerous. One. Yes. Yeah. It did. Let's um, start a new streak with forty nine percent. We had a pretty good show. Wow, uh, that was that's a pretty um, yeah yeah that's a pretty striking victory. Yeah, and then second was you actually made it sound like they were a lot closer. Well, they are actually because second place was thirty two percent, and that mm. is they are embarrassing. So it actually kind of is close. It's really not that. See, that, that would have been my second choice. There you go. <laughs> what do you think was third and fourth? Might surprise you. Really? No, not really. Yeah, uh, I know nothing is fourth, and then the one yes, I can't remember, is but third. only by one percent. Oh yeah, which was a little shocking. People actually, there's nine percent of the people wrong. who voted. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wrong, wrong, <laughs> wrong. Nasty voters. <laughs> They said nothing. It's fine. They're fake voters. See, they are. They, they have to be fake. Fake children. But uh, classless was third. Classless. Uh, we had a pretty good amount of votes, so thank you for all those who voted. Yeah. Um, don't know why I had to say it like that, but thank you for those what, who voted. voted. Yeah. I don't know. Leave me alone. Why are you such a bully? <laughs> we should talk about this. <laughs> well, is, why is, I was going to give up bullying when Melania Trump said that she was going to tackle cyberbullying. But she hasn't reached out so far. <laughs> no, no, she hasn't. So I figured I'm just going to keep going. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, you're doing a good job of it. Thank you. Finally, mm-hmm. I get some recognition. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to a couple questions. So when I say a couple, we have two this week. So good. it's not, not really that much. Yeah. Uh, but that's okay. Yeah. They're pretty good ones. And the second one might take some time for, mm. to decide. Okay. The first, one's, <laughs> the first one's actually, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of um. The first one uh, is literally just for me. So oh, okay, good. It's from. I'm gonna take a nap. It's from Hannah Pribble. Thank you, Hannah. Uh, at hprib012. Tom, are you looking forward to teaching the Trump era when you become a history teacher? I think I know the answer to that. If I can become a history teacher, because <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden that may not be a possibility. Hmm. We might not have schools by the time I'm done with schooling. That's, That's true. Part of my point. Yeah. Um, well, and- Tom, how good are you at? Uh- teaching a bunch of kids over a cyber charter school where they don't pay you anything um <laughs> i'm gonna assume not very not good not very good okay. no. i'm just curious but i don't know uh it could no. be fine but um i i will not ever teach in that no not teaching Trump and it has nothing to do with the money i don't give a shit about the money mm. uh, one of the things about me is i don't give crap about money money to me is so it's fake it really is fake money. Money to me, I just need enough so I can survive. Yeah, but I don't need a lot of money. That's not yeah. who I am. Yeah, so I'm not doing it for that. I'm doing it for the kids. And nobody tr- teaches because of money. <laughs> I know There's exactly. No money in Trump era. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah, it's because uh, if you think about it, if you were born in 2000, then at this point you're 17 years old. Yeah, 
this is the time of your life where you remember everything. I yeah. mean, that started a couple years back, but yeah. you're going to remember this very impressionable years. Now, if you're supposed to remember a lot of stuff when you're 17, I would hope so. I know. <laughs> Austin, I'm right there with you. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I don't remember anything. I don't remember anything, but, um, I will say this, the kids are going to, if this is the first president, they thoroughly remember some will hopefully remember obama but if they yeah. don't and this is the first president that they grew up knowing yeah i'm sorry and if you're yeah. listening well could you imagine there's some kids who like didn't know a president before obama right they were born into that where a president's just a confident statesman right you know like and, a centrist and then you get this yeah, I know. or if it's the exact opposite and you haven't met you don't know another president until trump yeah i mean those kids are really young yeah, but yeah. but still, uh, and but not they'd necessarily. Be the ones you'd be teaching. <laughs> I know. Yeah, you're right. But if you, if you just started seeing Trump and you think this is the way it goes, <laughs> it's not the way it works. No. And I hope we never see another president like this ever again. Yeah. Which we shouldn't. No, I wouldn't put it past American I voters. <laughs> I know we elected Bush two times. Yeah, twice. Twice. Um, and Reagan. All right, let's get to the second question because I think it's going to take some time to figure this one so out. So just to recap. Not no, looking forward to Not it. looking forward. No. <laughs> no. Shocking. Yes. You know, I, I feel like it. I think it all depends on what happens. Like if we can move on from him quickly and elect somebody who's really good, then you can kind of look at it as like a teachable moment. Like look at this moment in history where the, you know, like, you know, 37% of the country fucked up and ruined it for everybody else. And then how, you know, the American spirit yeah. was able to overcome. Sure. Or if it doesn't turn out that way yeah. and you're, you know. Waiting yeah. for them to come back from their lunch at the gulag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I could not look forward to that. Because in theory, I should be done with my teaching degree in the next two years mm-hmm. if I go to school full time, which I'm not yeah. going full time anymore. Yeah. So at least three more years, right? So in theory, I'm still under Trump. So yeah. when I become a teacher, well, we'll it'll see. it'll be well, yeah, or Pence <laughs> or Ryan, <Yeah. laughs> um, but or Keith Ellison. <laughs> <laughs> you have to tune into a, a previous super, episode. Yeah, super secret fantasy president. Yes. Um, but if the next president is like Paul Ryan or something, yeah. <laughs> fucked. <laughs> oh, fucked. yeah. I, I, I might not go into teaching. Nah, he's going mean, to he's gonna fuck the country so hard with that widow speak. <laughs> <laughs> question number two. Okay, go ahead. Uh, from Propaganda, our weekly question for Propaganda. Yeah, this our UK week, correspondent. Yes, our UK correspondent. This week. But we should have him back on the show soon. Yeah, yeah, it's it's getting to that time, yeah. yeah. Like how you were hesitant about that. He's going to notice that. I'm not hesitant to having him back on. <laughs> I'm just... Trying to fit it in with all trying this Trying to skin. fit it in. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. But soon, definitely soon, because there's other people too. And But we'll, listen, we're popular. <laughs> what can I say? We're not popular. If I didn't go begging and groveling, we wouldn't have anybody. <laughs> and Tom is good at that. I'm very good at yeah. that. This week, the G20 summit was described as the G19 due to Team Trump consisting of just one man who doesn't play well with others. Mm. So what fictitious sport would a Trump team be playing and what should be its name? Um, I think he would play tiny handball. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. And uh, Describe the sport. Tell us what tiny handball is. Tiny handball. Because I had one that's very, very similar and I did not copy it from you. Yeah. Well, there's there's, um, three guys in the field. You call them the Russian forefront. (laughs) (laughs) And they're the ones who do most of the work while you have another guy protecting the giant goal. 
and he is the he's a big orange orangutan with tiny hands. <laughs> he wears tiny little gloves. Hey. <laughs> and you either use the Russian front to beat the Hillary Clintons on the other side, or you don't, and then you get to win. And okay. Yeah. Most of the time, I'm sure he cheats at yeah. his own game. Yeah. That he invented. <laughs> um. I don't know. I feel like I kind of lost steam on that. One. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Well, that's okay. It's been a long day. <laughs> I don't think I have steam on mine. Mm. So I have two. The one I was going to say was going to be tiny stickball. Ah. But, but because you kind of had that one, I came yeah. up with kind of another one. But uh, you would have to make this into a sport because it's not really a sport. Okay. But racist monopoly. Ah. Yeah. Oh, of course, Nazi dominoes. <laughs> Nazi dominoes <laughs> that already exists. Apparently, know. yeah. Um, racist monopoly. Yeah. So every square is one of the racist figures in Trump's administration. Is Monopoly really a sport? That's what I said. Did you not hear how I introduced my thing? I said you have yeah. to make it into a sport. Okay. Is handball a sport? It is now. Okay, so <laughs> fucking racist Monopoly is too. Right, if you can have a fictitious monkey as your goalie, <laughs> I could have a fucking Orangutan, board game. thank you very much. Whatever. I could have a racist board game. Okay. So every square will be a racist character in the Trump administration. Okay. Um, they'll most likely be broken down by probably sexes. So mm. like the first two, is it the first two? I don't know. I haven't played Monopoly in so long. But it'll be like two white guys, then uh, three white ladies who are all racist because mm. everybody in his administration seems to be racist. So mm. we have enough figures to fill up a Monopoly okay. board. But instead of a free parking, yeah. it's a private parking. Mm. Where you'd have to pay if you land on it. Uh, there's no get out of jail free card. Yeah, that would just be like a, um, like a, um, I don't know, like a a, a Russia card. Mm. Okay. Uh, the jail card, you'll just have Hillary Clinton in there. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then all the houses are little Trump hotels. Oh, okay. Okay. So there you go, racist like, monopoly. Like one Paul Ryan. You can get a Paul Ryan card. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. draft like the worst healthcare legislation ever. <laughs> yeah. There you go. You're fined $200. Two <laughs> <laughs> you took away 22 million people's health insurance. You've been elected president. Go Take right, the country go back right to home. Years. <laughs> go right to home and collect nothing because yeah. we don't give handouts. No. <laughs> but possibly hand jobs. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, m racist monopoly. Racist Ooh, mono if somebody See, wants board games would be so much easier. Yeah, because I could go like. Um, well, you can, but then I'd be stealing my ideas. So like Trivial Pursuit, the Integrity Edition. <laughs> okay, which for Trump is a Trivial Pursuit, <laughs> having integrity. If uh, one of our listeners wants to make a uh, racist monopoly board for me, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be very appreciative. Yeah, I'd actually, I'd actually buy that yeah. from you. Yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. Um, yeah, that's it. He'd probably be good at poker because he's good at lying. Yeah. That's not a, that's not a fake sport. It's though. on ESPN. Yeah, yeah, it can't be if it's on ESPN. I mean, yeah, it's a real sport, but it's not. No, no, no. Yeah, this has to be fictional. Yeah, so. yeah. Do you have anything else? I don't know. I mean, that's not good. Trump you... cards, maybe. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or just one because <laughs> he couldn't play Uno. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's Spanish. Okay, that, that's pretty good. Yeah. So one. <laughs> I mean, you could probably create a sport, or you could just steal the one from the TV oh, show. I nice and just, not nice. I kind of just thought. Oh, go ahead, Tom. Of, okay. I think you had an epiphany. You, you build a gigantic wall. 
Ah. And you have a team of most likely, I'm guessing, Mexicans versus like racists. Yeah. See who could climb the wall fastest or something with the wall. Mm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And the winner gets deported. Or you like throw stuff at the other team. It's like, um, like racist battleship. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you just throw rocks and you know, hit. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Mark it on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> they can actually play that game at the wall. Probably. Yeah. Probably. So I think collectively we came up with a good game. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then the winner gets deported. <laughs> <laughs> I said that before. You didn't hear me. Uh, well, the one, I don't know, but they, they'd already be on the other side of the wall. I know. But then, yeah. like, you started off in Mexico, mm-hmm. and then you climb, and then as soon as you win, whoa, and then you got the, the uh, immigration enforcers, and like, uh, well... Yeah, you are here illegally, so <laughs> we're deporting you, <laughs> which yeah. is probably what would happen. Ice. Yeah. Ice would be waiting and for you. Yeah, the winners of that would probably still end up better off than the winners of the Trump Miss America pageants. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's right. Which I, I guarantee was just a gropathon. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. That's that's your fake sport. Yeah. <laughs> gropathon. Gropathon. Trump's gropathon. <laughs> the gropathon. The tri-gropathon. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, okay. This went really bad. Well, when you're famous, they let you do it. I hear that. I hear that. That's that's why we start the podcast yeah. so we can become famous. Yeah, fam- <laughs> right? I don't like what you're implying. <laughs> Disclosure, we're just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. But the president wasn't, and that's what's freaky. <laughs> we we can joke about that. Yeah. He can't. No. All right. And he wasn't joking. I don't think he was. No. He says he was, but he says that after. Yeah, yeah. After you get caught, yeah. It's like the little kid that gets yeah, yeah, in trouble. Exactly. It's like why and he apologizes. Why are you apologizing? Because you got you caught. Got caught yeah. Not because you're no. sorry for what you did. No. Yeah. Except I stand by those kids because half the time they shouldn't be sorry for what they did. True. Because <laughs> well, they always yeah. they get uh, get yelled at for stupid things like, yeah. "Oh, you're on your cell phone during class." When I was that a class kid, was really boring. When I was a kid, side story, very quick side story. <laughs> I went down my neighborhood and I knocked down all the John McCain signs that I can find. <laughs> and uh, somebody actually that sounds like you. And somebody actually followed me because I guess they saw me doing it yeah. and uh, reported me to the police. And I was like, I guess I think I was eighteen at the time because it was my first vote was for Obama. And uh, <laughs> a kid what, is kind of a strange. Yeah, and the, the, yeah. Well, for me, it was a kid. Yes, <laughs> and <laughs> young adult. And uh, yeah, that was that. It's very immature, Tom. A little bit. Yeah. I took a couple of their signs, though. Did you? Yeah, I threw them in the woods. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even I know what to say to that. Nothing. I just wanted to share. <laughs> Fuck you, John McCain. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I don't have any stories like that. No. no. You shouldn't, because no. they're not good stories. Mm-mm, but no. I, didn't like, I didn't like John McCain. But yeah. the funny part is I would take him as president right now. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. Ugh, God. That's sad. Okay. Tried to find a Lindsey Graham sign to knock down, but <laughs> where, where would you find that? <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't find it. I looked everywhere. <laughs> if you do, let me know. We'll purchase it together. Okay. And then we'll knock it down. <laughs> All right. When we come back, we will have our interview with um, 
Hector Morales, yeah. who is running for Congress in Texas's 29th congressional district. Oh, I'm really excited about this interview. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So um, looking forward to that. All right. All right. We'll see you then. All right, welcome back. Um, we are with our special guest. Um, he is a dedicated high school teacher and a progressive. He has been endorsed by brand new Congress and Justice Democrats. He is running for Congress in the 29th Congressional District of Texas. His name is Hector Morales, and we are very happy to have him on. Uh, how are you, Mr. Morales? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Very Better yeah, now. Better now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> better now. Um, Good. All right, let's start this off with um, a basic, uh, just tell us about yourself, uh, your campaign, and a little bit about the race that you're about to go on to. Okay, well, like you guys said, my name is Hector Morales, and I'm running for the 29th Congressional District of Texas. To our non-Texas viewers, people that don't live in Houston, the 29th Congressional District encompasses uh, parts of North Houston and East Houston, Southeast Houston. So that's going to be your Aldine area, your... Galena Park, Jacinto City, Pasadena, South Houston, and parts of the South Belt. And truly what our campaign about is being a, a true progressive. We mm -hmm. are making sure, so our campaign truly is about being a, a true progressive. And currently we have an incumbent member of Congress. We have Congressman Gene Green, who's a Democrat, and he has been there since 1992 when the district was gerrymandered by Republicans and the state legislator here in Texas. Mm -hmm. And our what makes our district so unique is that not only is it 80% Hispanic, it also houses the chemical refineries uh, in the Pasadena area. And those refineries uh, are the cause of a lot of pollution. So I grew up in the Pasadena area and I thought it was normal to have shelter in places mm -hmm. all the time. I thought it was normal to be told do not drink the water. You have to boil the water before oh, wow. you can drink it. Huh. I I grew up thinking that was normal, and it wasn't until I left and I went to college and I realized, hey, this is not what everybody else's home looks like. Right. Why is it that it's like that here? And over the last 24 years, I've realized that the quality of life in the 29th, in our home, has not actually improved. It's gotten worse. We have a member of Congress who continuously takes hundreds of thousands of dollars from corporate interest. They take, he takes money from uh, the, the refineries in Pasadena, from the pharmaceutical industry. And when we have explosions in the refineries, it's always very reactive. You know, oh, well, why did things happen this way? Why couldn't we prevent them when this is the very same member of Congress who votes against the EPA providing them the funding so that they can make sure that these refineries are in good shape. So part of our platform calls for completely getting rid of the refineries in Pasadena and replacing them with renewable energy, solar, wind, and water. And while getting rid of the refineries will get rid of a lot of the good paying jobs that the plants have provided for many, many years, the fact that we're moving towards renewable energy. We'll have to educate. We'll have to train all these people to be able to meet the demands of this new renewable energy economy. And that's where our new platform, where we ask for tuition-free education for all 
citizens of the United States, well-deserving students, comes into play. Because we know that with higher education, we have better paying jobs. And with better paying jobs, you can have a better quality of life. This also ties into our Medicare for All approach. We want to make sure that every single person in this country has access to health care. Not health care coverage, but health care. We are the richest nation on earth, and we spend so much money on it. And we'll talk about this later, but I want to make sure that we get three things done while I am a member of Congress. Renewable energy economy, moving away from fossil fuels, tuition-free education for all deserving students, and Medicare for all. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, those are those are three of the well, at least for myself. I know Austin as well. Yeah. Those are three the three of the things that we always talk about on the show. We're constantly trying to keep an eye on how that has been progressing in this country, especially uh, single payer healthcare, Medicare for all. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, those I think yeah, hit the big three pretty much. Yeah. And uh, there's one more though I think I'd like to ask about. Um, and this this has been. Uh, really important issue for a long time, but it seems like it's reached a fever pitch ever since the Citizens United ruling. Um, how is it that uh, you fund your campaign? So our campaign is actually an all brand new Congress, just as Democrats are running the exact same way. We are not accepting a single cent of special interest or corporate money, including tax. We believe that elections should be funded by the people, a grassroots approach to it. And we cannot continue to have millionaires and billionaires flooding and polluting our government with their special interests and money. Because who are these members of Congress truly representing when you receive hundreds of thousands of dollars from refineries in your district or the pharmaceutical industry? It's clearly not the people. It's the people that are lining your pocketbook. Right. Yep. And we're going to get away from that because that's what we learned from the 2016 election with Bernie is that People are sick and tired of the status quo. They do not want establishment candidates continuously feeding them the same lies, the same false promises that they've been promised for so many decades. Yeah. So that's what we're moving towards. That's awesome. Yeah, that yeah. sounds fantastic. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, our first, the first person we ever interviewed on the show was um, uh, Tom Prigg, who's running out of Pittsburgh. And, mm -hmm. um, he was explaining because one of the, the one of his jobs is uh, he he works at uh, Carnegie Mellon, I believe, as a yeah. research. Yeah. He he researches there, and he his big on uh, green energy as well. Mm -hmm. And just to go back onto what you were talking about before on how uh, you may be losing the jobs of the plant, but uh, people like Tom Prigg believe that there are even more jobs available in the green in uh, green energy fields, mm -hmm. in solar and wind and uh, any kind of renewable energy. So. I just wanted to touch up on that because it's like if people are if anybody's afraid that you're going to lose your job because of the plants closing down or whatnot, there's going to be a lot more opening up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, ab absolutely. And this is the thing about renewable energy, and it's kind of entrenched in this in our American ideals. We like a challenge. We know where our non-renewable resources are going to end up. We're going to run out of oil. We're going to run out of natural gas and coal. Mm -hmm. What are we going to do? when that happens. We're not prepared for that. Right. We have heard our government talk about this for decades now and nothing gets done. And I think that once we start moving, truly moving towards energy independence, moving towards all renewable energy resources, we're going to find that when you have a solar panel, who's actually going to be building those solar panels? Who's going to be providing all the different parts that go into creating that solar panel? We need people to program how these things work. We need people to develop 
and create new battery technologies that are able to harness and store all that energy. So there's so much untapped potential, mm-hmm. and that all focuses on education, which is why education is such a large part, such a large, important key to our plan. And you can't talk about these issues individually. We can't talk about a renewable energy economy without talking about education and not talking about having Medicare for all, making sure that people are healthy. Mm-hmm. You need all those three things before people truly feel like, you know what, I'm invested in this and I feel safe enough to say, you know what, this is where we need to move forward. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Now I got a, I have a question for you. Um, you talk about uh, education, and I, I assume you mean like university level education. Um, I'm and you are a high school teacher, correct? Yes. Yes, I am. I'm going to school currently to be a high school teacher. I'm in my secondary education program as we speak. And oh, great. Yeah, and I'm really excited, but also very worried, uh, especially mm-hmm. over the past what is it, eight months or whatever it's been. Uh, yeah. uh, but, yeah. you know, the future of education, it's always, it seems like it's always in the balance. And there's always talks about reform. And there's always talks about fixing education. But a lot of politicians are afraid to talk about this topic. Um, I know as a teacher, you have to have some sort of idea on this more than I do, more than anybody. What are you going to do uh, as a congressman to f- reform or fix education in this country? So... First of all, thank you so much for going to the field of education. There is not a more rewarding career, in my opinion, than really helping young people, showing them the ways to think critically, how to take information and say, you know what, I'm not just going to believe everything that's told to me, I'm actually going to question it. So I I commend you for for going down that road of, of public service, because believe me, when you get even one single student says, you know what? Mr. Morales, thank you so much for teaching me something I didn't know, why government is important, why economics is so important. It just it makes you forget about all the issues in education. Mm. But we we do have very, very large issues, problems in education. Funding is the biggest one. And funding the way it works in most school districts, like the Alding district where I work, you have the funding that comes from the state level and the federal level. And a lot of these are grants that come with a lot of uh, strings attached to them. So they have to be spent in certain ways. My district is what's called a Title I district, meaning that the majority of our students are living at or below the poverty line, meaning that they all qualify for free and reduced lunch. And we receive a lot of money from the government to make sure that we're putting our students on equal footing with kids from districts that are well-versed and better off than the ones that we have here in Aldi. And I think over the years, politicians have meant well with education. I think that we do need accountability, but when we're having our students study for the test, in Texas we have the uh, the STAR test, and that really forces teachers, it ties their hands because we're, we don't have enough time. We have classrooms that are overcrowded with students. We're having 30, 35 students per class when they were designed to be 20 to 25 students. And they're reading at a fourth and fifth grade reading level as high school students. Wow. So I get them as seniors and they're just now getting to a seventh or eighth grade level, which means that we either focus on catching them up or we just say, let's just do what we can. And it's, it's a lot of hard work. And teachers, I think, do an amazing job trying to close those learning gaps. But at the same time, we need to make sure that our younger kids are exposed to to reading. They're exposed to educational programs. And that's why I really think things like PBS, 
those are important things. That's what, what I grew up with, learning, oh, this is how I'm going to be able to count on top of my parents reading to me and forcing me to go to the library. And where our students, I feel, are ill-prepared to go to college. How can you go to a university, a major university like the University of Texas at Austin or Texas A&M or the University of Houston and not be able to read at a college level? or analyze information at a college level. Mm -hmm. And then the pressure is on colleges and universities to try and get students to graduate within four years. So I think we really need to stop and say, are we just, are we doing our students a disservice by not providing the the adequate funding that they need? I believe schools should be built like palaces. I think that teachers should be one of the highest paid professions in our nation. They should be seen up there with medical professionals. Yeah. lawyers. And and they're not. Usually you get people that look down on teachers and say, oh, you know, this teacher owes me something. The teacher works for me. And when you consider 30 students in a classroom, we work 12, 13 hour days. Right. And it's, it's not a good job. And that's why we have such a high turnover. Right. But I believe that if we provide the funding that students need to succeed and teachers feel like they're supported, we're going to be fine. And currently, when we don't fund education at the levels that they need to be funded, we lose teachers that truly care and that get burnt out. And we deter a lot of people that may want to go into the field of education mm-hmm. that say, you know what, maybe this isn't worth it for me. I, I went to school, you know, I'm saddled with debt. I have $100,000 in student loans. How can I really go forward in life making $40,000 a year? And paying yeah. my loans and try to afford a home. It, it doesn't make sense. No. We're setting up people for failure. Right. And we need to change all that. Yeah. You know, the, the class that I'm a part of, um, I, when I talked to my, uh, my teacher, my counselor, uh, she said that 10 years ago, this exact class had near 30 to 40 students. Uh, all kids who are going into the field of secondary education or early childhood or whatever. Yeah. My class, when I first started, had eight people. Wow. Yeah, that's it. And by the end of the class, there was only, I think, four of us that stood. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, I graduated with like four or five students in my secondary education program. So, yeah. what Mr. Morales was just saying is exactly right. Yeah. Uh, there's, It's like there's not enough because people are they're very aware they're very aware that teachers you don't go to you don't go to be a uh, you don't get go to be a teacher to get paid yeah it's kind of not that's not what you're supposed to do yeah. you know what i mean uh it, yeah. it's sad it is sad because there's so many great minds that could become teachers they're just not yeah. gonna yeah but in the countries yeah. where they uh where they where that top the education lists on mm-hmm. a global level they do pay their teachers really well yeah and they have a lot of focus on education. That That's we right. definitely don't. That's we right. don't have that here. No. I mean, what do we have, Tom? Were there two schools where the teachers went on strike this year, just in our county? Yeah, just this past yeah. year. Yeah. <laughs> it's like and I know over over not giving them benefit, and we right? don't have yeah. that many schools in our county. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, let's switch gears a little bit. Uh, Tom and I before we're actually talking about um how walmart is the apparently the biggest employer in the united mm-hmm. states and yet yeah. you know we basically subsidize their employees or th- we subsidize the country because or the company because they don't pay their workers a living wage and we're just yeah. curious where you stood on uh, minimum wage issues and uh, what, what your position is about that so minimum wage we 
we've we talked about this in the field of politics all the time. What is a livable wage? And currently, I everybody's moving towards the the fifteen dollars an hour wage, and you know, there's an uproar from some groups of people saying. Oh, I don't want to pay a high school kid, you know, somebody that's working at a fast food restaurant, $15 an hour. That's that's what starting jobs are for and, you know, it builds character. And I think what some people fail to understand, and you don't understand it unless you've lived it, is that when you live on minimum wage and you're forced to go and receive government help, people don't want to be on government help nobody mm-hmm. wants to say i receive food stamps or i you know i get chip or wick nobody wants to say that that's that's what they get and i mean we're all human nobody wants to say i need help yeah. and we should not be a a country that kind of sets people up to be poor we need to move yes to 15 dollars an hour but we need to ask ourselves how do we make sure that people are not living in poverty because when you have a single mother of three kids who's working two or three jobs at minimum wage that what do we expect that mother to be able to do with their kids at home they won't be at home to be able to help them with their homework right. they won't be at home to help them supervise and we know it if you and you're in education that's one of the biggest things that you know teachers talk about is the parent involvement at schools is not very high the 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 involvement rate is very low and some people say it's because parents don't care i know that my parents care it's just that they have a choice between going to their child's open house or going to work so they can make sure that there's a roof over their child's head and food on the table. Very yeah. true. Very and true. We, we need to make sure that people have a livable wage. Nobody is saying that people should be driving sports cars on $15 an hour, but people should feel comfortable saying, you know what? I work a job. I'm working my butt off. I can afford to send my kids to school. I can afford to take care of myself. I can afford to take care of my kids. And right now where we're at as a nation, we are not doing that. The rate of inflation keeps going up and minimum wage has not kept up. And we know that. And our government just seems to ignore it. And the reason why it's so easy for them to ignore it is because Walmart, all these major corporations that we basically subsidize their profits are paying these members of Congress to continue perpetuating this cycle of poverty. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, everybody, I, Austin, I'm sure you know, as you know, at least somebody who has at least two or three jobs. Right? Oh, yeah. I know so many people who do. And I have three jobs. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And I have two. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I still barely get, yeah, exactly. get by. Yeah. And I know I went to school with, um, with, with a lady who I think she was like in her early 30s. She has two children. Mm-hmm. And she has, she was going to school full time. Yeah. And she had two jobs, a wow. full time job and a night job. But the, yeah. she only worked a couple of weeks, uh, a couple of nights a week. Yeah. And I'm like, how? How, like, I, I keep in touch with some, some of my old teachers, especially since I have to do a lot of observations for my degree and all that. Mm-hmm. And they say the exact same thing that yeah. there is no parent, no parents show up for open house. They'll be lucky if they get a few parents who are able to come by. Yeah. And it, it's sad, but yeah. that's the that's the climate that that we're in right now. I know. <laughs> yeah. And uh, if I can just throw a little anecdote there, mm-hmm. uh, I when I when I was growing up, uh, I grew up in what I consider to be a solid middle class family back in the early two thousands. Mm-hmm. And you know, my dad worked, my mom worked, and we were living paycheck to paycheck. We were able to save a little bit of money, but literally, my parents could not afford to get sick. 
And in 2004, my mom was diagnosed with ovarian cancer and we had health insurance. And our insurance company kicked my mom off our insurance plan saying that cancer was not a life-threatening condition, but it was also a pre-existing condition. Wait, So they what? kicked her off what? the plan. Yeah. This was 2004 before the Affordable Care Act came into play. And insurance companies can do that. They could mm. do that. They could kick people off because they said cancer doesn't happen overnight. It's a pre-existing condition. You clearly did not disclose it. The burden of proof was on my mom to say – did you have, do you have enough evidence to prove that you were healthy when you signed up for health insurance? So they kicked her off the plan and we were left with a very, very difficult decision to make. How do we pay for my mother's care? How do we pay for this surgery, which was the, the, the cheapest option out of all the other ones, but it was also the most dangerous. And my dad had to take up a second job. I was a high school senior. I had to take up a job. My brother was kind of just, he was a high school freshman. There was not much that he could do. And our family went bankrupt. We literally filed for bankruptcy my senior year in high school when I was getting ready to go to college. Huh. And I, why the reason I feel that the American spirit, people do not like being helped, is because my dad refused to ask the government for help. He still buckled down. He went to work. I helped out. My mom was supposed to be on bed rest for three months. She luckily survived her surgery, she was back at work within three and a half weeks. Mm. She was back at work when she should have been in bed rest for three months. Wow. Yeah. And wow. my dad still managed to pay for our college education. I only had to take out $10,000 for a four-year degree. My brother had to take out $0 in loans. But my dad sent two young boys to college, paid for it, took care of my mom, took care of our family. And he made sure that we had... We had what we needed, even if that meant he did not have things. And it really messed with his health. But that's the person, my dad, that's the mentality that I have. I'm going to take care of people because that's that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to take care of one another. And we should not live in a system. We should not live in a country that allows things like that to happen. How many parents are going through the exact same thing with medical problems that can't afford their kids' college education, that can't afford to take care of their kids? And the kids are just, well, let me go to work. Oh, but you're skipping school. Yeah, but I need to help my family out. And the school does not understand that. Yeah. Wow. Well, so, for, first of all, I'm so sorry that had to happen. That's, I can't, I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine what that must have been like. Um, is your mother okay at this point? She's okay. She still goes through and uh, she, she gets her uh, uh, yearly exams and everything. That's when we, we really started taking care of her health. Luckily, she's she's been very healthy. She's really been you know, eating a lot, a lot better, a lot of fruits, a lot of vegetables since that happened. And same thing with with everybody in my family. Right. And we know that even though the Affordable Care Act is the law of the land mm -hmm. and we know that we have health insurance, I still go to sleep at night. I was I'm just I just got married this last month. Well, I go to sleep wondering. Thank you. I go to sleep wondering if we have a major like medical scare with my wife. If we decide to have kids, if one of my parents gets sick, one of our parents gets sick, we do not have enough money mm -hmm. to pay for their medical care. Mm -hmm. Because some insurance company, some person out there in the world said, you know what, your mother, your father, they're not worth this much amount, this much money. So yeah. they deserve to die. And people should not be so poor that they can't afford to live, mm -hmm. that they should be put to death. I. No. So I just I had to say that. Yeah, yeah. no. You, and I'm glad you did. I mean, when the entire 
industrialized world has is you know taking care of their people the way they should be and then we're here trying to figure out how we're supposed to pay bills when our mothers yeah. get uh, ovarian breast whatever kind of cancer or yeah. what kind of illness is it's sick yeah it's absolutely sick and it's good to hear you know uh that she's doing that she's doing better hope your hope your dad is doing well too uh yeah, second but um yeah thank you for sharing that story too yeah that's um I, I hope I hope that I hope that inspires some people who may be going through that exact same problem. Yeah, you know. Yeah, just, just stay strong. That's all I can tell them. Yeah. Stay strong because you you'd be surprised at what a person can can do when they're determined to to get through life. And if my mom, when she was told that this was probably it, she said, "No, it's not. Just just remember that you can do it." Mm. Um. Let, let's talk about um, another very important issue in uh, today's America um, mm-hmm. with our lovely president talking about building walls and this wonderful uh, nonsense. Yeah. Now, you did mention that I think you said it was 80% of your district Hispanic. is Hispanic. Um, how we had, last or a couple weeks ago we had uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez on, and she mm-hmm. has uh, she had a, a whole plan as far as uh, immigration reform and all that. Um, I'm just curious to to know what you what you think the state of immigration is, or what you think uh, how the system could get better, or, or just uh, general thoughts on that. Well, I honestly believe, and as many Americans believe, our immigration system is broken. It's been broken for a very, very, very long time. Mm -hmm. And year after year, election after election, we hear we're going to have comprehensive immigration reform promised by both Democrats and Republicans. And nothing materializes because, oh, it'll come at the cost of the House. It'll come at the cost of the Senate. It'll come at the cost of the White House. There's always a reason and excuse why we don't move forward with immigration reform. My district is 80% Hispanic. I am Hispanic. I'm a Latino. Mm -hmm. And after the 2016 election happened, the very next day at school, I had students who would come up to me. had a little girl that came up to me. Well, she's not little. She's 18. But she came up and she was crying. I said, what's wrong? She said, I'm scared. What's going to happen? I said, what do you mean? I thought she was talking about something in class. She's like, is he really going to build a wall? Like, I didn't think he was going to win. Is he really going to kick all of us out? And I realized that while my students might have been born in the U.S., a lot of their parents, a lot of their family members, a lot of their friends are not here legally. They, they don't have a legal status. They don't have their uh, immigration situation figured out in this country. And the, you can imagine the, the psychological trauma that will inflict upon a, an 18-year-old kid who's trying to figure out what am I going to do with life. Right. Second yeah. of all, our building a wall that is the stupidest thing that we could do we would be spending billions of dollars to build something that we know is not going to work because all a 20-foot wall is going to create is a market for 21-foot ladders right that's all it's yeah. going to do we're going to have you know in, in texas uh along the real grande we're going to have people saying oh you want to build a wall that's great you're going to have to seize people's land through eminent domain and people don't want that. If there's anything we've learned in Texas is that people do not like the government bothering them. Do not tell me what to do. And some of these very same people that voted for Mr. Trump in the election to build this wall are now facing the reality that somebody could come in here and actually take my property and build a wall. I don't want that. We should be 
having an immigration system, and this is what our plan encompasses. If you're here in this country and you're a good citizen, you're going to school, you're working, everybody pays taxes, whether Republicans or conservatives or liberals want to admit it or not. If you live in the U.S. and you buy something, you're paying state taxes, you're paying federal uh, taxes at the end of the day for goods and services. If you're paying taxes and you're a good person, why would we want to kick you out of this country? If you're contributing to the economy and you're a good citizen, why are we going to kick those people out? Right. Nobody's saying we need to keep, you know, the how Mr. Trump said, the bad hombres here. But <laughs> nobody wants bad people in this country. Right. But to say that immigrants or Latinos or Latinas are the reason why criminal rates are so high in this country, that that's preposterous because there is no correlation between your point of national origin and how likely you are to be a criminal. It, it, you're, you're, you're just as likely to commit a crime if you were born in the U.S. and you're Caucasian than if you were born in Mexico and you immigrated to the United States. Absolutely. Yeah. There's nothing. So I think people are scared. And the, the, the first reaction people have to being scared is to completely just wall up. I don't, I don't want anybody around me. I'm scared. Right. And we, we need to have our officials, our elected officials, start reassuring people that things are going to be okay. I remember after 9-11, everybody was so, so scared mm -hmm. of Middle Eastern people. I remember I got on a plane right after 9-11, and I'll admit it. I saw a person with a turban on, and I freaked out. I told my parents, I don't want to get on the plane. I said, why? I said, there's a terrorist. And... I, I was a high school freshman and my mom and my dad explained to me that, you know, that's, you can't group all these people together the same way that you can't group all Mexican people like us together. You can't group all African Americans or all white right. people. That's, that's not okay. No. And that was my ignorance and ignorance isn't bad. Ignorance is only a negative thing. When you start believing the stereotypes that go with that ignorance and I chose, my parents were able to teach me the difference between saying that is a person that looks like something that they're not. Right. And, you know, I, I think it's okay for people to be scared. But at the same time, we have to realize that we're all human beings. We're, we all want the same thing. Everybody wants to feel safe. Everybody wants to feel loved. And, you know, that's, I think that's, that's what we need. We just need to sit down and say, let's have a conversation about everything that's wrong in our country. Why are you so scared of people? And not just for, you know, immigrants, but also for African-Americans. Right. There's such yeah. a large stigma around, you know, uh, African-Americans and, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement being violent. I'm like, no, it's not about that. It's not about all lives matter. When we say that, you know, a certain movie is the best movie, we don't mean that all the other movies are horrible. We're just saying that at this moment, this is what matters. This is what we need to focus on. And that's what Black Lives Matter means to me we need to focus on the the racial inequality in this country whether we want to admit it or not it's there right yeah. oh it definitely know, is yeah we know that our uh when you go back and look at richard nixon we know that thanks to his chief of staff and documents released we know that drugs were introduced in predominantly african-american neighborhoods to destabilize groups of people that would generally vote for the democratic party we know those things were introduced but we, 
we need to fix them. We need to set them right. I don't know what the answer looks like, but there are people out there. We get them together. We get experts. We get people from every community together. We can come to a sensible solution that says, look, this is how we're going to move forward with this. We may not be able to fix all the grievances in the past, but we can't continue perpetuating this just this hate. That's all I can call it, hate yeah. that we seem to have towards people that, you know, are quote unquote not like us. Yeah. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And you're right, it is hate. It is hate. Yeah. I mean, you don't you don't look at an entire group of people and blame them all for all your problems yeah. just out of coincidence. It's it's out of hate. Yeah. And that's for any anybody. Um and that goes, I mean, I guess you can, um, it, you have, I, I was reading up on, on, on your platform too, uh, and you're, you're big on uh, crime or uh, uh, like um, law reform and, uh, mm-hmm. and all that. Do you want to go into that uh, briefly? Because it's kind of tied into what you were just explaining. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So uh, I believe that we need to reform our criminal justice system. We kind of have this revolving door policy. That's what we call it, where people go to jail, they come out. And then they can't get a job. They can't be productive members of society. So if you're trying to eat, if you need money and you can't work for it, the only thing you can do is take something so you can sell it, which is stealing. And we perpetuate this. And we should not have that. I have a very good friend of mine who is a police officer out in Florida. And I've I've spoken to him about this. I said, look, uh, Mike, what are we... What are we going to do? About, like, what would you recommend that we do? There's, there's this really large negative stigma against police officers that, you know, all they want to do is, you know, shoot people and they're violent. And he said, look, man, it's, it's okay. We need to sit down and talk about it. He, he understands there are bad police officers. There's always going to be people that don't do the right thing. But we can't hold everybody in that group. We can't judge them based on what a few people have done. Mm-hmm. So we need to make sure that we return uh, the ability for judges to just give them their uh, judicial discretion back, be able to say, look, you were caught with, you know, five grams of marijuana, for example. We're not going to put you in jail for five years for that. That makes no sense. That That's not what we need to be spending taxpayer dollars on. That's why we want to de- uh, decriminalize marijuana. I do not believe that people that smoke marijuana are somehow criminals. They should not be placed in the same category as someone that commits murder mm-hmm. or someone that you know commits a, a, a heinous crime. At the same time, we need to make sure that police officers and police departments around the country feel like they're supported. I cannot imagine being a police officer and making a traffic stop and not knowing whether this is going to be your last traffic stop. Yeah. We have to try and think about, you know, from both sides of it. Yes, it's scary to be a minority in this country and be pulled over by the police, but imagine how a police officer might feel when they're pulling somebody over. And that could be because they're they're doing their job. They're supposed to not really trust people that are breaking the law, whether they ran a red light or they have a tail light out. And we have to provide training to police officers. We have to provide them the support that they need to feel like I can go out there and make a difference in my community. I feel involved in my community. There should be no things like quotas. You have to have enough, you know, people pulled over and, you know, give them tickets for speeding or traffic infractions. We need to move away from that. We need to make sure that police officers are 
supported. They're properly trained to handle and de-escalate critical situations. We need to make sure that there's a relationship between the community and police departments. And we need to make sure that the people that are in jail are in jail because they've done something wrong and they need to be shown otherwise. We need to educate them. We need to reform them. We don't need to throw them in prison and make them work and work and work and work because that's all they're going to know. They're going to come out and they're going to look for structure and they're not going to find it. Mm-hmm. So they'll go back to prison. They'll go back to jail. We need to move away from that. And it, it, it's going to take a lot of work. It's going to take a lot of uh, political courage on both Democrats and Republicans and independents as well to say, look, it's not a popular position. But we need to spend more money on police training programs. We need to make sure that communities are comfortable and feel connected and invested with their local police departments. And we need to make sure that we're treating we're not treating criminals like they're subhuman. Right. They're not animals. They're they're people. Mm-hmm. People that may have made a mistake that they didn't know what to do because they didn't have somebody at home to help them. They don't have the education. They don't know how to handle the situation. We need to make sure that we educate them while they're there and reform them so that they are productive members of society. You should not be making money off people going to jail. Yeah, absolutely not. Privatized prisons, they make no sense to me. I mean, I get them, but they, you know, it's ridiculous. But there's even corporations who use prison labor. Oh, I know. I know. To make their products. Yeah, yeah, you're right. In Texas, we, uh, the, the, the state prison in Huntsville, Texas, uh, the prisons there actually make the license plates for the state. Mm. Oh, really? So, wow. Yeah. I thought I, I honestly thought that was just like a, a cliche, no. a movie cliche kind no. of thing. No, uh, that, that actually wow. in Texas. I found that out when I uh, ordered my license plates, a custom license plate a long time ago. And uh, I researched it and they're like, yeah, it's made in Huntsville. I said, oh, and in the prison. Wow. Wow. Okay. Wow. I mean... I guess that you know that's got to happen in other places too. Then, right? Yeah, it has yeah. to. Wow, that's shocking. Sure. That's shocking. Um, well, listen, uh, the, there are so many more topics that we could talk about, but um, I, I feel like we know a, a, the main part of your platform, um, and I'm very happy to hear uh, a progressive who's running uh you know obviously we wish you the best of luck um why don't you tell uh, why don't you tell uh any everybody who's listening where they can find information on you uh where they could donate and all all that stuff your all your social media accounts and all that absolutely so again thank you for having me on the show anybody that would like to contribute or join our campaign volunteering donating resources or donating your time you can find us at morales 2018.com. That is M-O-R-A-L-E-S 2018.com. You can find us on social media at Morales TX29. That's M-O-R-A-L-E-S TX29. That's on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. You can also uh, find you know us at brandnewcongress.org, Justice Democrats as well. And we really need all the help that we can get. It's not just me running by myself. You know, I'm, I'm running with my good friend Alex out in uh, New York. I'm running out with my good friend Ryan in uh, Texas 10. He's challenging a Republican incumbent, the second richest member of Congress. I'm running with my friend Adrian Bell. And truly, we're all running in this together. We're trying to make sure that we can go in there and say we're going to represent the people 
and no one else. We're all just we're 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 average people. We're all school teachers, uh, a dentist. We're a city council member. We're people that are not millionaires. We're not worth half a million dollars. We don't take corporate money, and we had no interest in you know being members of Congress prior to this 2016 election and brand new Congress reaching out to us after we were nominated in our community. So please check out brandnewcongress.org, Justice Democrats as well, and find a candidate around you. And if there's not a candidate around your area or in your district, nominate them. That's how we get people on our ENC platform and how we can make sure that we have true progressives running. Uh, I've got my good friend Rob that's running out in uh, Arkansas. Hmm. And he, he was just recently on Fox News, and they were asking you know, questions like, how can you be a Republican and run a progressive platform? And at the end of the day, it's not about being a Republican. It's not about being a Democrat, liberal or conservative. It's about just being human. It's about being a person. Yeah. And you'll find that if you're a conservative, a liberal, a, a moderate, whatever you are, if you believe in social justice, if you believe that people should be treated like people— you're going to find that brand new Congress and Justice Democrats, that that's that's what we want. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're going to be fighting for. No matter what happens in this election, you can rest assured that every single dollar that we receive from you, every last cent is going to be spent on ensuring that we reach out voters, that we get people informed and engaged, and we'll be fighting for you. And when we win in 2018 and we get to Congress, we're going to enact all these policy changes that I've talked about, because it's not just about me. It's not about you know the candidate. It's about you, the voter. Awesome. Uh, we'll do our part, and uh, we'll retweet as much as we can. Yeah. Uh, we do that with every every candidate that we that we meet or that we just see uh because the more that uh every anything is exposed the better off so uh like i said we wish you the best of luck and hopefully uh we'll have you on some other time yeah. uh maybe down yeah. the line sometime next year when the campaign starts to really get heated or something uh we'd love to have you yeah, back definitely. well thank you very much for having me guys uh, absolutely thank you for thank coming you. on all righty bye-bye right, bye-bye And we're back. Mm. Um, we before all right before I introduce our new beer and our final beer for the day. I uh-huh. want to say this. Um, first of all, we had a great time interviewing Hector Morales. Yeah, that was fantastic. I'm yep. glad he came on the show. But I want you guys to know, whoever's listening, that the views and the opinions of the segment that we're about to go into, well, really all the segments, yeah, do not. <laughs> go directly toward any of the candidates no. they're not coming on because they've that they because they uh, fully support uh, all of Everything our ideas yeah yeah <laughs> they may support some some of the stuff that we talk about politics yeah. but i can, we never ask anything about religion because religion's a non-factor for us so well, i wouldn't say a non-factor well what i'm just trying to say is that if you're listening 
don't just assume that they believe what we believe when it comes to religion. Yeah. Because we've never asked any of our political candidates that have been on the show, and we we will not. No. I don't want that to be a part of it. So. Well, unless one of them were like running on that platform, yeah, that's completely different. Yeah. Uh, from what I know, the candidates but, that yeah, we've we spoken haven't to, met any, yeah, yeah I don't believe they have. They yeah. might be, but it's not important to us in that sense. No. But. I just had to make that point clear because I don't okay. think I made it last time. This is it, about to get ugly. <laughs> yes, yeah, it is. <laughs> but before it gets ugly, we have some beer. Yeah, <laughs> this is and from it's, uh, it's our hometown favorite. Yes, Weyerbacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is their last chance IPA. Another Weyerbacher that I have not yet had. Yeah. Eventually, I'm not going to be able to say that. I don't know. They have that many. Yeah. Okay, maybe I Especially will. Especially with that. all their test batches. Well, we also drink a lot. A lot. <laughs> so okay. Right. So last chance IPA. Uh, for you YouTubers, I'm just joking. Nah, just joking. No, no, <laughs> no, it's still on YouTube, but yeah, no. it's like secondary or tertiary, tertiary, tertiary. Wow, tertiary, tertiary. I can't say certain words, Austin. <laughs> Leave me oh, alone. English ones. <laughs> English is a really barbaric language. Yeah, it's a like a hush posh. That's yeah. even that word in its own. Hush-posh. Stupid. Yeah. Sorry. We need more English words like jejun. <laughs> or imp- or implementations. <laughs> I hate you, by the way, for making that the title of that last episode. It was so perfect, though. Austin, if you don't know, does not run the titles by me. No, I let I do him not. in charge of that completely. Yep. That may change. <laughs> left him in charge. <laughs> well, Tom doesn't even I didn't know say left you in charge. Yes, I just said you've been. Well, I didn't mean it like no. that. You, you're in charge of that. Yes. Uh, but that may not be the case anymore. It will. It may have to go no. by. It'll be the case. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> trying to be all like macho. Nope. <laughs> all right. Please. <laughs> all right. Let's just drink this fucking right, beer. Oh. That is really good. Yeah, that's not bad yeah. at all. Yeah. Oh. It's mellowed a lot. Yeah. I just realized I didn't read any of the ABVs today. No? No. Um, I'm not going to go that back. That one's not that high. No, this one, right. I think it was 5.9. Yeah. Um, I have the other one. Shiner's, I think, is 5. Is that right? Yeah. The one is, oh, yep, 5%. Yeah. And then the other See, ones. See, I know my ABVs, man. The other one's too far away, and I'm not going to get it. The so. Porters are usually a little higher. Oh, I got to get more of that sexy motherfucker. Yeah. That stuff was good. That was good. I um, don't know if you liked it. It's sour. No, no. I liked it, but like, it's not my favorite of the sours. <laughs> See, like, I really liked it. That was a little rough. All right. Um, so I don't really want it. Can we just keep talking about beer? Talking about beer, make it the beer segment? Yeah, but. Well, you know who doesn't like beer? Oh, God. Gordon Klingenstein. Oh, No. <laughs> Do we have to? It is time, yes, for our scary religious nut jobs. What's Gordy got for us today? Well, it has something, well... Well, I'll just let him explain. <laughs> you want him to do that for real? Yeah. Are you sure? Yes. That can't be good. Yes. Hey, for the first time in a while, we did not hear the entire clip. So That's true. We yeah. only heard like the first few seconds. So we're we- going to be just as excited. <laughs> Let's discern the spirits. <laughs> that part we know. Let's discern them. Gad had tweeted in of the news, quote, but it is a nice, exclusively gay moment in a Disney movie beyond proud of this. Oh, boy. Okay. Oh, boy. 
Well, first of all, well, this that's is, off to a kicker. This is it? the one video he has that doesn't start with "Let's discern the spirits," oh, so I'm a little disappointed. Are you sure? Yeah, because it kind of started in weird spot. Maybe no, that's where it started. That's, that's the beginning of the video. Oh yeah. wow, maybe he did say they just didn't record that part. I don't know. Wow. It doesn't seem like it was in his spirit discerning no, segment. No, no. Uh, but think it's he has a- segments like we do. <laughs> I I think so. <laughs> that's mm. his discerning the spirit segment. Well, this isn't probably. We have to do ours more formulaic because all of his were exactly the same. Let's they were discern yeah. the spirits. Yeah. Now we know who the human actors are, but who? What are the spirits doing? What are they doing? Yeah. Well, obviously, watching a gay Disney movie. What's yeah, this movie, by the way? I believe it's the new Beauty and the Beast. Oh, okay. And apparently, it had a gay moment. Okay. But that's like if you're Man. worried about Disney just having a gay moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Have you ever been to Disney, Gordon Klingenschmidt? <laughs> it's like the I- gayest place on earth. I I'm, I want to say probably not. Mm. He doesn't look like the Disney type of person. No, he doesn't look like the any type of person. <laughs> he doesn't really look like a person. He's no, like, he's like uh, if somebody had sculpted their mashed potatoes. <laughs> Do you remember Stephen Colbert had the segment about Carl Rove, but he had a big ham and yeah, called him yeah. Ham Rove. Yeah, he looks like Ham Rove. Ham Klingenschmidt. <laughs> ham Klingenschmidt. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's continue. I want to hear what else he has to say about this gay movie. End quote. Beyond proud of this. Uh-oh. Notice they're proud of this. Yeah, that's what, that's what he and said. And they're tweeting about this. this. And there's another gay scene at the end of the movie that we don't know about yet. Oh, Lord. Because it hasn't hit theaters. You know what? I don't want to know about it. <laughs> I'm not going to go see the movie. I recommend a boycott of Uh-oh. the movie. I recommend that parents, Christian parents of this, chi- of this homosexual children's movie, avoid <laughs> having their children recruited into the homosexual agenda. Let's take a moment and discern the spirits. Oh, yes. There it is. Oh, there it is. Fantasy movie. We don't have humans. I guess there's actors who pretend to be humans. What? But LeFou is an imaginary character. And the guy that he's dancing with. Hold on. I think Gordon Klingenschmidt's an imaginary character. Wait. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag no beauty in my beast. (laughs) That's a horrible hashtag. Let's get that trending. That'll never trend. No, he wants a boycott, right? So yeah. let that to be the boycott. No okay. hashtag no beauty in my beast. Problem is this is like this I, happened like a year ago. What? Yeah. Oh. I don't it's care. An old movie. Hey, if you're listening, really? Yeah. I don't watch movies. Hashtag not my Christian. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, John Oliver. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, throw that hashtag at us. I, I want to see those hashtags come up this week. Hashtag no beauty in my beast. Okay. I don't know why. I just want it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You want to go viral for once and have it not be treated by penicillin. All right, let's see what else he has. <laughs> Ew. You're uh, nasty. Let's see what else he has. Okay. <laughs> nothing, nothing good, but all right. Oh, but I was totally right about that. Let's discern the spirits yeah, part. and I don't think we, we didn't listen to that no, part. So, no. yeah, we didn't know it was coming. <laughs> but every other video started with let's Starts discern off. the spirits. Yeah, so yeah. we changed it up. Yeah. Yeah, he was well, feeling. Well, actually, no, I think Right Wing Watch changed it up. They started uh, earlier in oh, the okay, program. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But that was it. I told you, let's discern the spirits yep. and then the actors. This time there's actual actors. He needs to have a cool logo come up on the screen now. Discerning the spirits. There's <laughs> an imaginary character. And yet the real people here, the director, Bill Condon, and the actor, Bill Josh, Condon? whatever his name is. Oh, I heard They're him. proud about this? <laughs> a guy with so a last name like Klingon should be the human actors behind people. the fantasy film, which is not human, it's... Celluloid. 
so to speak. He sounds like me, so to speak. <laughs> Behind the human actors, the Disney Corporation and the owners thereof are intentionally promoting sin to children. Mm -hmm. And when we discern through the moral lens of human interaction with the demonic spirits, pride always, is a demons. demonic spirit. I mean, set aside the homosexuality. We know that sexual do. immorality is demonic. <laughs> what about pride? The very idea that, that, and we see this throughout the last decade, homosexuals proudly marching in the streets. Oh. Pride is the sin of arrogance that you're smarter than God, your creator. And if God made you male and female, but you want to be confused and you want to celebrate the sin of being... Male or Sexually female. Immoral, there is a demonic spirit of pride behind that scene. He, he starts off that. What, what about his hair being follically immoral? <laughs> so, hold on. He starts that off by saying, oh, if you're born male or female, and then you want to go around and celebrate the fact that you're what? Male or female? Yeah. Just gay? Male no, or female? sexually immoral, Tom. He went nowhere with that. That's the name of my next cover band. <laughs> what is it? Sexually immoral. Uh, <laughs> hey, Joe. <laughs> Who can you, who, what band is that? Oh, that's the hashtag I want to get trending. Hashtag sexually, sexually immoral, the cover band. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really long one. <laughs> that's a very long hashtag. <laughs> Whatever, long hashtag war. <laughs> Whatever, Austin. <laughs> it is funny. I must be immoral. Sexually immoral, the cover band, hashtag. <laughs> The hashtag is in the front, though. Oh, okay. Gotcha. That's how Twitter works. Is that how Twitter yeah. works? Are you sure? The Bible says this in Proverbs chapter 16. Pride goes before the destruction. I thought he said in perverts. And a haughty spirit comes before a fall. I really thought he said per in perverts. <laughs> I was like, what? Haughty spirit. My next government. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, my God. I'd be a Devo cover band. <laughs> a what? You don't know who Devo is? Nope. No. Then it's not funny for you. <laughs> a lot of your jokes are not funny for me, Austin. Because <laughs> I don't get them. I'm like the reference master. <laughs> yes. You're like Monty Python. Mm. I, I have to research their, their insults. And then I'm yeah. like, ha! Yeah, it's funny like three days later. Yeah, when, when I'm like, oh, I get what they're <laughs> yeah. making fun of. Uh, okay. Oh, Gordy. Yeah. He's so misguided. <laughs> is he? Yeah. Maybe he's the only one that's correct. Maybe it's demons. It's always demons, Austin. It's always demons with him. Not just with him. Everybody. Everybody. No, it's always demons with everybody? Um, what's the other guy um, from from uh, Harlem? I can't think of his name. Oh, Pastor Manning. Yeah, it's demons with him. True. Uh, what, well, the baseball cap guy. It's not always, for him, it's usually sodomy. Right, sodomites. right, right, right. Uh, baseball cap guy. Oh, yeah. From last week. Coach Dave. Yeah. Dave Dobbelmeyer. <laughs> yeah, Dobbelmeyer. Yeah. Uh, it's demons with him. Demons, It's yeah. always demons with these people. Yeah. These people. Yeah. <laughs> Religious nuts. Hashtag these people demons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to confuse them with so many hashtags. <laughs> oh, Twitter. All right, what do you got left, Gordy? Yeah. No. All right. There is destruction in the future of these people who cooperate with that evil. Let's pray. Oh, yeah, let's oh pray. no, we're going to pray. Father in heaven, we do pray in Jesus' name. Oh, yeah. That you would <laughs> stop the recruiting of our children into the sinful lifestyle of homosexuality. Mm -hmm. Father, I pray that America would wake up mm -hmm. and boycott the Disney Corporation. Mm -hmm. And some say this is the first openly gay character. The I first. think 
Disney has been using money to fund the gay agenda for decades. <laughs> and Father, we oppose that, and we boycott that, and we call for its end because we want to protect our children. Father, protect America from the recruitment and using cartoons to recruit children into sin. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Didn't, yeah, Austin, didn't you know Timon and Puma were gay? Were they? Sure. Ah. Yeah. Come on, man. I never would have guessed that. Yeah, they were gay. Mostly because I don't know who they are. They were homo from Lion King? Oh. I haven't seen that in a long, long time. Yeah, remember Timon and Puma? I think so. The skinny little meerkat and the- uh, Oh, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, they were gay. Okay. Yep. It's weird. Yeah. The Maybe gay, that did the lead gay to a life of sexual immorality. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, uh, Lion well, King. At least well, led to the cover. It, it is it is Lion King <laughs> that changed my life. Did it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In what way? Just out of curiosity. Um. Well, you know, it made me more sinful. I watched homo. <laughs> I watched homosexuals on screen. They were funding the gay agenda, Austin. Were they? Yes. When you say you watch homosexuals on screen, you mean gay porn? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> uh, I meant Lion King. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which is, I guess, gay porn. <laughs> if, is it cartoon porn? Doesn't that have a special name? Anime? No. No, that's not. That's a Japanese. Hentai. Hentai. Wait, that's straight that's porn. That's also. Though. Oh, is it? I, yeah, that's all I got. Like. That's <laughs> all I got. Okay. I don't know. See? I don't know the whole porn subculture. Apparently, yeah. there's a lot of them. I guess so. Well, this was fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure what anybody got at this. Gordon's a nut job, and we yeah. are probably drinking too much. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. probably what we got at Things it. that people already knew. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Mind blown. We'll be back. Hi, Austin. What's up, Tom? This was a fun show. It was. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, closing thoughts? Um, I hope that Donald Trump Jr. ends up in prison. Yes. That would be fun. Amen. With his dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hopefully in separate cells. Amen. Because I know the preclusions Trump has towards his own. And, um... Oh. <laughs> oh. I did not expect that. Okay. That came out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh... God, I hope I have more hair than Gordon Klingenschmidt has when I'm that old. <laughs> and I hope that my ideas aren't that crazy. I don't think so. But Tom, let's take a second and discern the spirits. Okay. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you are mixing up the right wing <laughs> people. Yeah. I don't know. They all look the same to me. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so let's discern the spirits is yeah. going to be the name of my distillery. Where I make wines and spirits. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Let's distill the spirits. Yes. Let's distill the spirits. Wow. Oh. That's, that's really good. <laughs> that's, that's really good. That is going to be the name of, of our craft beer? No, but it's going to- When we create a craft beer? No. With Patreon money? No, we're going to come up with a different name for that. Damn. Maybe I'm a princess. <laughs> that could definitely be yeah. one of them. Yeah. No, but that will be the name of our purely- uh, Religious mocking Patreon only 
ah, show. Gotcha. Let's distill the spirit. Okay. We make fun of crazy we're, religious Are we going to drink when we do that? We drink, we're going to drink spirits. Oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> yeah. I'm so happy. Yeah. Oh, my Let's God. Let's distill the spirits. We just, we just made it up oh. right now. So you look, don't understand the, the pressure that just fell off my chest. <laughs> I'm so happy right yeah. now. Okay. Yeah, um, we're gonna we're gonna drink spirits. Okay. So we just created something. Yeah, rums and that's crazy. And vodkas and gins. Wow. Scotch. Wow. I think that's a spirit. Sure. Yeah. That's just technically the isn't beer a spirit too or no? It's got to be liquors only. I think it's liquors only. It is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Tequila. You never see any beer at the wine and spirits store. That's true. And they even say wine and spirits, so it shouldn't be wine. Oh either. yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's true. I drink wine like every day at home, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, so do I. Um, as far as my closing thoughts, uh, best of luck to Hector. Yeah. Uh, Hector Morales. I, I, I really want him to win. Uh, yeah. I want all of our candidates. All of them, yeah. A- any awesome. progressive to win. Yeah. Um, but yeah, best of luck. Um, I hope Donald uh, Jr. and Donald and Spicer and Huckabee Sanders and Paul Ryan and Mike Pence, <laughs> McCain, Check. Rand Paul. Check. Every Republican, they all should go to jail for crimes against humanity, <laughs> um, which should be our new and card game. That should be our new card game, crimes against humanity. Yeah. And just have um, have two sets of cards, issues that uh, people have been part of, and a picture of the candidate, and you got to mm. match them. I like where this is going. Yeah. Yeah. We have potential there? Yeah, I like it. Okay. I don't know how you'd win or lose. Seems like everybody you lose loses. by playing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you lose by playing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yes. Mike Huckabee, jail. Yeah. Um, if he can fit. Mitt Romney, jail. Yeah. Um, should I keep going or are we good? No, sure. Go ahead. Uh, okay. Bush, Cheney, Condi, out. Yeah. Go to jail. Just well, Cheney, the- just have to turn off his pacemaker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want him to die. I just want him to go to jail. Jail seems it's more. Not, it's not that I want him to die. It's just that I don't want him to be alive anymore. <laughs> I think jail is much more of a punishment. <laughs> but okay. Another reference Tom doesn't get. Is that a reference? Yeah, it's Family Guy. <laughs> oh, but I watch Family Guy. Oh, you don't remember that one? No. That's what Stewie said about Lois. Not so much that I want to kill hmm. her. It's just that I want her to not be alive wh- anymore. Wh- which episode was this? The first <clears throat> or the 700th time he tried to get Lois killed? It was towards the beginning. Ah, yeah. I don't. I don't think I watched too many of the earlier oh, stuff. They That's were better. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. There's been times where you've been wrong, but okay. Ah, uh, <laughs> no, there have not. <laughs> there have never been times when I'm wrong. Um, except for all the times. Hey, I Hey, guess what, Austin? What? It's Twitter time. I'm just kidding. No, you better uh, not. You son <laughs> of a bitch. We did you, that already. You, as the listener, can download our podcast for free on BlockTalkRadio.com and iTunes. Please leave us a comment. Only good comments, please. Yeah. On iTunes, the more comments, the better for us. Yeah. Uh, and for you, so you can keep listening to this podcast. I guess. Nah, not really. We're gonna do it anyway. Yeah. Um. <laughs> oh, and check out Pod and History X. I was going to get there. I'm sorry. After I do our show <laughs> stuff first, <laughs> you can find our show <laughs> on Twitter at Dumb All Over Pod, our Instagram at Dumb All Over Pod. You can donate to us, become a sponsor of the show by going to www.patreon.com forward slash dumb all over. And then guess what, Austin? <laughs> we have another show we're a part of. It's called Potter and History X. Go fucking figure. 
go ahead, Austin. Tell us where you can find Podern History X. <laughs> that was where I was going. <laughs> uh, did I steal your thunder? Go on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's the name of my Men at Work cover band. 25, stole your thunder. 25 weeks in a row. Yeah, I know. Please tell us where we can find Podern History X. <laughs> Which has only been two weeks in a row. Right. <laughs> yeah. You can find that on iTunes, which is probably the best place to find it. Okay. Um, you can find it at Shout Engine, which is our uh, podcast host for this podcast. Okay. Well, not this podcast, that podcast. Um, you can find us pretty much on all the podcatchers. Just put in- Catchers? Yeah. <laughs> is that what they're called? That's what they're called. Podcatchers? Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. That's cool. Okay. And um, yeah, you can just put in Pod and History X and you'll find it. There's, okay. None, nothing else that comes up actually. <laughs> so it's just us. There you go. Yeah. See? Yeah. What started off as almost like a joke name turns out to be a very beneficial name. Might even be better than this one. Yeah. Yeah. It's very cool. Except for all the people who started listening to our show and ended up just being Big Frank Zappa fans. True. <laughs> and yeah. stopped listening. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, but I do have to say, I have to give a shout out to all the people who have been listening because we've seen a big bump. In our listenership the oh, yeah. past couple of weeks. Absolutely. So we really want to thank all the people yes. who are just coming on. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the people who have been here forever, of course. Of course, thank yeah. Thank them, yeah. They're... Yep. Some, we have some really, really awesome people that uh, I love follow it. the show. I, yeah. I can't, yeah. I, I can't, like, it, we might not talk about it a lot, but I love it. Yeah. I, I love, And that's why I like the fan interaction part of the show. Yeah. And I'll, I'll never get rid of that part because yeah. it's just so cool to see some you know, people actually care. It's really, yeah. it's just really cool. Yeah. So you guys are all awesome. And if you're yeah. new listening to the show, uh, welcome, welcome, welcome yeah. aboard. Yeah. yeah. Um, God, you're in for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have no idea what you're about to get yourself yeah. into. Hey, uh, I'm going to make an announcement. I didn't run this by Austin at all. Um, my, oh, when does he ever run anything? By <laughs> um, I have been working on my solo show fucking finally. Right. Mm-hmm. I've been, I've been teasing it for a long time. And what the bad part is, it's probably going to, be really bad so every, everybody's the best advertisement ever so everybody who's always been like you know like well i can't wait till tom does this are you gonna be like wow i can't believe tom did this but um i'm going to release my first episode um of my show which is called affirmative assessment on july 17th which is uh the monday after the show is released hmm. um it's gonna go on our block talk radio same as dumb all over so it you know, if you wanted to find it, uh, just same means. Uh, it probably won't go on iTunes. It's just going to be on Block Talk Radio, YouTube. Well, if you put it on Block Talk Radio, it goes to iTunes. It does? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, Block Talk Radio, uh, iTunes, I guess, which is really cool, yeah. and uh, YouTube and Patreon. And my idea for it is... Um, well, it's going to be released. I'll, I'll explain it as it as it gets released. Yeah, you'll see. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so if you if you're interested at all, it's going to be a topical podcast where I talk about literally whatever the fuck I want. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you don't like it, I don't know what to tell you. That's just me. You can skip it. You can <laughs> go yeah. to the next. You one. absolutely yeah. can. Uh, but yeah, take a listen to it. Hope you like it. Let me know if yeah. you do or don't. And I think there will be a single shot coming out Woo-hoo! in the next couple weeks. Yeah. I like your single shots. Yeah, I know. I haven't been working on a couple ideas i think i might tackle the there's a pipeline in pennsylvania where the um policing standards are very similar to the uh, dakota pipeline nice yeah so i think that's especially for those of us here in pennsylvania i think it'd be interesting to talk about ah. and it was yeah it was brought to our attention actually by a war trout oh yeah very cool well so. thank you see so i've been looking into that's it and really i'm cool. gonna put together an episode about awesome. it. awesome yeah. awesome yeah that's really cool 
Uh, yeah, and if if it's like if you're wondering why we're so slow on some of these things, we both have full time jobs. A couple. Yeah. So it's <laughs> yeah. it's kind of difficult, but yeah. we're doing our very best that we can. Yep. All right. That All was right. a long closing segment. Yeah. But uh, we had to get some things out. Uh, yeah. Thank you for listening. <laughs> I don't know why you said it like that. <laughs> you're so dirty. Your mind is so dirty. <laughs> yeah, it is. Agreed. Oh, God. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Please come back. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Um, and uh, next time you can discern the spirits with us. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. Yeah, you can. <laughs> All right. We will see you next week. All right. See you. Hold Bye. on to your butts. At the Bank of Antandek, mortgages are on the menu. I was in the chippy last night and it hit me. Go on. We should give all our new mortgage customers a thousand pounds of spuds. Potatoes. Yeah, jackets, roasties, dolphin was. I mean, what's not to love? Hey, yeah, we could call it Mashback. Genius. Meanwhile, at Santander, they're giving their customers a thousand pounds cash back on selected first-time buyer mortgages. See what's possible at Santander. Lending subject to status and criteria. Cashback given on completion and repayable if mortgage closed within two years. Offer can be withdrawn. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. You're a small business owner and there's nothing small about what you do. That's why Dell Small Business Technology Advisors give you trusted advice and tailored tech solutions like computers with Intel Core processors, servers, storage and networking, plus industry-leading monitors and software. No matter your technology needs, Dell is here to help your small business do big things. Call 0800 085 4878 to speak with an advisor today. That's 0800 085 4878. 